Welcome to Minority Corner. With an Eke. And James. The Wonder Twins of Podcasting. Learn, laugh, play. It's like Blue's Clues. Only it's more black, queer, and ladylike. This week on Minority Corner. What we got, turkey baby. Oh, yes. Well, I am hot off the presses of a Thanksgiving feast. You're just going to let me call you turkey baby and just go? Because I like it. Okay, I'm into right. it. Okay, good. Right. Gobble, gobble. Yeah. I'm gonna, you know what we're going to do? We're going to gobble up some information Ooh, today. All right. In California, I love you, but we need to talk because I was informed about some genocidal history. Oh. So as much as I love you, California, we need to take a hard and fast look at you. Yeah. And I'm going to take a page from that book and um, take a hard and fast look at a certain celebrity. I'm going to keep it secret oh. for now, but okay. we'll find out. It may surprise okay. you. All right. Well, I love the surprise. Looks like you got your side eyes on. Mm. And also, uh, let's talk about the Lion King trailer because it hit and we need to talk about it. I got some notes. I have some notes. I saw Star is Born. I have some great notes. Mm. And also, you gave a, a wonderful review about Homecoming and I just would like to co-sign on that. Ooh, I love I love being co-signed. Also, you, who doesn't? Well, I know I love it. Co-sign me anytime. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I uh, how to approach people who say offensive things at Thanksgiving. I was confronted, and I took Minority Corner's advice Ooh, on I, how to deal yes, with it. Yes, I love it. Taking it out into the real world. <laughs> Practical application, keeping me 100. <laughs> yes. Not in age, but like in realness. Yes, like that emoji. <laughs> yes, just like the emoji. <laughs> Underlined well, twice. Underlines wise, that's how you know it's serious. <laughs> well, shall we get into this episode, my lady love? I'm ready. Let's do it. Okay, bye. Hey. Hey. Oh, hey, lovely lady. <laughs> there she is. I there am here. Is. Yeah, I'm here. Her. I, I see, see you. you. We okay. are in the middle of the holiday season. Well, not the Could- beginning. Is this the middle or the beginning? Are you ready for it? I think it's, well, it depends. Do you include Halloween into your holiday season? Because some do. Some do. So that's why I don't know. (laughs) Is this? (laughs) If you do consider Halloween. Welcome to the uh, middle. (laughs) Then you are in the middle. If for you, it's just getting kicked off. Then um, welcome. 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 I hope you're. Hope you got your um, pumpkin spice and you've got your get your fake snow. Do you have your decorations up yet? No, yeah, I got too many. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I, I know. And I gotta I decorate for a baby. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you? I'm new to this whole pregnancy thing. Do you decorate the belly? Like, what happens? Is there? So, I mean, you know what? It's up to interpretation. Um, okay. There's a lot of ladies out there that like to take maternity photos and decorate their bellies and mm-hmm. take casts of their bellies and. Do you gingerbread house and like some like, sure. like lick it off. Ew, okay. sexual. Um <laughs> well we're talking to me. It's, I'm still trying to adjust James to baby town. It's uh this is a big transition for me. I'm I trying. mean you know I'm what trying. it is it is an abrupt transition because it goes directly from like sex town <laughs> into yeah. chaste. Cause you have yeah. to be, you can't be all like sexy baby. Like that's gross. Nobody's yeah, gonna be no. no, no. Don't Lock you dare. Her up. Don't Lock you her dare up. sexualize that baby. <laughs> no, so you don't. That is just a cute, adorable baby. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm not. I'm okay. very much a. This is Neke. 
I'm waiting because you're not gonna you're not gonna do like get the photographer and do no. like the naked pregnancy belly shots and <laughs> I see myself naked like that, I would just be like, that woman is not uncomfortable. <laughs> There's something moving around. That's inside a portrait of, her. of <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It's a portrait of an uncomfortable woman. <laughs> so I would never look over joy. The entire time we're just like, it. ooh, I bet she's uncomfortable. I wonder if she was gassy right there. Probably. I'm always gassy now. Oh. I always got to pee and I'm always farting. You got gas for two. I got gas for a nation. Okay. Nation of gas. <laughs> it is. We could. Oh my God. Maybe it's we just solved our gas, uh, our gas like issues. We just have all the pregnant ladies get together and gas it up. I mean, Not too far. I'm. Oof, okay. It is. We've reached levels, James. Levels. I, okay, I want to. I don't know if you. I want to. I want to start off with something controversial. Okay, I'm ready. I know we're just uh, two minutes into the episode, and so the Lion King trailer has hit the airwaves, and everybody. Ooh, I got controversial thoughts too. And everybody is just oh, just so excited, like mm-hmm. can't wait. I have people who are like, I'm gonna buy ten tickets for opening night, and I'm gonna see it mm-hmm. a million times. Um, I, I, I don't. I'm not. I don't care. I don't not like. I'm not a fan of this. I, I James, am not a fan. Do, you people, know what? Do people Wait. not just witness a frame by frame CGI version of the anim- same animated movie that we grew up with? But the same. I'm just gonna tell you right now. Yeah. yeah. Minority Corner as a total does not care. Okay, there we go. We are two for two. This Wakanda, she ain't. You can't just slap Africa on it and expect the Wonder Twins to Get be the there. Get out of here. Ugh. It's still. I hate this live action bullshit it's yeah. still cartoon it's yeah, still a fucking cartoon and you know what i tr- i was with you when they were like i was with disney when they're like okay we're doing the jungle book because at least you got a little human you got boy a kid. A you kid got a little boy with some cgi <laughs> animals okay but now like you literally it's already animated and then you just have animated cgi computer technology of these animals and just essentially recasted the like with this more more like who's hot and in Donald Glover, uh, Beyonce, Beyonce, like Billy there we go, Eichner. like yeah. yeah, they're like who's hot and like it just seems like a big cash grab. I am one hundred percent with you. I think it is stupid. It's I think so the CGI animals are played out. They look dumb. If they would have used puppets, <laughs> I would have been way more excited. I more yeah, like they'd, if they would have just incorporated puppetry into it, like a little yes. bit of Julie Tamar Broadway, then I sure. would have been. Okay, that's yeah. interesting. Or, or actually, even a realistic-looking you know puppet. Or do the inverse. So we're gonna do a live-action Lion King. Set mm-hmm. it in like a tribe in like Africa or like a Give kingdom us in some Africa. Black people and do some like humans, and it's sort of the, mm-hmm. it's, it's essentially Hamlet. But like, I don't care. Yeah. You just keep their names, and maybe they wear like lion hats or something, and you just sort of do homage to it. Exactly. That'd be more interesting. Way more interesting than some fucking CGI boring-ass looking animals with fake-ass yeah. mouths opening up. They didn't even bought. I mean, James Earl Jones, he's a but legend, also, like, but like... He literally he, is just like, I'm back. It's not Broadway. We're not remounting his, it. Did like, he just take like, his vocals from the last back. time? <laughs> I think they made him go into that recording studio. They made him also, do it like, again? 
make him do it again. And it's like, people are like, ooh, look at these frame by frames. I'm like, why are you, ex you should be upset that they literally are just doing the same. It's like the, with every mm -hmm. live action remake, they got lazier and lazier. With the Maleficent, we're like, okay, this is a different well, that take was, on it. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then they like, and then Jungle Book, like, oh, okay, all right, ooh, this is kind of different and a little dark. And then Beauty and the Beast, we were like, wait a minute. This is the same. Hold on. This is the same. Yeah. And then with this, it's like, oh no, this is straight up exactly the same. Exactly the same. You know they're making Dumbo too. I'm over this fucking live action shit. Leave us alone. <laughs> Give us some new stories. And also Dumbo from the focus that like of the humans, which nobody cared about, just so they could shoehorn Helena Bottom Carter into like well, a Well, I mean, if it's Tim Burton creating it, he always got to squeeze her in there. He's like, where's but my wife gonna be here? That, that, so play this role. The spooky ass fucking Dumbo. Dumbo's scary as hell. Sad as hell. Racist as hell. You're right. Why do we yes. need that? Why? Why? We yeah, we don't. Well, I'm glad to hear that you and I are both on the same sides of things. Yes, um, we are on not here for that it. side of history. May it be wrong or right. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't care. I, You know what? I will see it on an airplane. Yeah. On an airplane. It's on my airplane list. I'll see it when I'm bored and I'm flipping through the channels and it happens to be on HBO. And little baby Nike Jr. wants to see it. And you know what you'll do? You'll probably press pause and put on the original and be like, I'll just put like, on the cartoon. Yeah. Be like, this is good. Just watch this. Babies like cartoons and the more. Are good too. Yeah. Oh, I haven't watched yeah, the sequels. Oh, well, I am here for the sequels. Yeah. They're actually the one of the few sequels, those straight to DVD yeah. video VHS. <laughs> worth it. Oh wow. Totally worth it. Okay, you heard it here um, first. Can, can I give a plug for a movie? Sure. Is it a new movie that just came out? <laughs> I, on October 5th, I believe. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I remember the date. Because they moved it up. Because you're a stand for it right now. I saw your post on Facebook. I saw A Star Is Born and I went in thinking like I'm gonna enjoy it I knew from the trailer I'm like oh I'm probably gonna enjoy mm -hmm. this I did not know I would love it really now it is probably like one of my new favorite movies what? I was not expecting this yep one of my new favorite movies okay did you see no, it no I um oh, okay I, I'm going to see it it's the fourth iteration of A Star Is Born I know I know and I've read up and all of, I've read all of them okay. I watched the all Barbara right. Streisand one which is horrible which that's what all of them say. Like it's so bad, and it's literally just a vehicle for Barbara Streisand. It's Spice the in. worst. Do you want to know how bad it is? <laughs> how bad? She starts off because you know they all start off with the lady. She's in a like a cabaret singing a song, and she's discovered by the dude, right? Yeah. Barbara yeah. Streisand is on stage with two black ladies on either side of her. She goes, "Hey guys, uh -oh. we're the Oreos." Oh no! Yeah, okay. All right, and that's when I turn it off. That's when I turn it off. If I turn it off. Did you know the other the other two iterations? Uh, one with Judy Garland in the fifties, right. and the other two were set in like Hollywood. Right, acting. So it wasn't she. Yeah, acting. Yeah, and then some interesting. I was reading like all the different iterations, and it seems like they had to do those other three to get to this Ooh, one. Look at you doing that, your research. Like, I think really nailed it I was so impressed with like Lady Gaga as an oh, actor good. and Bradley Cooper like their chemistry was like off the chain wow. like as an actor I'm just like taking notes like he it, and you know the entire time I kept thinking you know what I what? kept thinking the what entire thinking? time like I, like I was like I'm so glad this isn't Beyonce I mean we. Know, I, was, I love Beyonce I me too. Me Acting. too. But the, the movie was so good, and I'm so glad that the Clint Eastwood Beyonce version never came to fr fruition. He was going to direct mm. it. 
I I'm so glad it never yeah. happened. And I felt like it had like it was it was a really it's one of those movies that like it, I put it up there with like Selena. You know, like you're watching mm-hmm. a movie, and like every time I watch Selena, I can watch it up to a certain point, and I got to turn it oh, off because it just gets too like, sad. I'm not going to that. Well, there's that point when she goes to the hotel. I'm Is not going to watch. Movie point? doesn't end. <laughs> what? When Selena gets the egg ring. No, From- it's when she's like, I got to go meet Yolanda in the hotel. I'm like, I turn oh, it off. Oh, you don't even don't make it because get- that's when Yolanda gives her the egg ring. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I don't make it in there. I'm, so I'm like, okay, what a fun story. <laughs> what a fun story. Every doo. night that I was dream. Ugh, I can't. So oh, Star is Born is good. It's I. It's so good. I definitely hope that Lady Gaga gets nominated for an Oscar for her performance. Is like so phenomenal, wow. uh, and just like her. And I also just appreciated. Uh, what's interesting is like not gonna give anything away, but the movie really focuses on their relationship and not so much like the mm. industry. And so I feel like I, I thought like, oh, I've seen the story before. It is like not about like the paparazzi and any of that. It's literally just about their relationship together and also something that Mm -hmm. Gaga does is that she brings in a queer component to it because she's singing in a drag Mm -hmm. bar isn't Shangela part of the movie I heard somewhere Shangela's in it Willem's in it and y'all know how I feel about Willem unprofessional Um, can we talk about how you tried to introduce me to Willem and he she what Willem was rude to us yes Yes, uh, we can talk about it. I think this is like the third time we've mentioned and it. We're gonna and we're going to keep mentioning it, it because you need to know these insider yeah. tips because Willem was nasty brood. I did Clueless with Willem. Willem was so Live unprepared, like barely knew his lines. It was just like, what are you doing? So unimpressed. Mm-hmm. But look at it. Like, And sometimes that's why this industry is so crazy because I'm like, what? Like, And sometimes it works for some yeah. people just being unprofessional and rude. I just feel like if you are in a show with somebody and you're backstage and that person comes up to you and is like, hey, meet my friend, you can at least be like, oh, hi, how's it going? Instead of fucking turning away. Your friend- the friend who's an actual fan, I didn't even watch RuPaul's Drag Race, so I didn't know who the fuck he yeah. was. And you yes! actually knew and was excited. Yes! And like, that's... That's yeah. nasty. So, uh, well, but well. Shangela supposedly is uh, very gracious, so... She's great. She's very, and she's great in the movie. Definitely, highly recommend. Go see it. And also, go see Widows, everybody. Ooh, I want to see Widows. It's not, it's not doing well at the box oh. office. And it's, yeah, like, yeah, y'all go Viola. see it. Viola. Okay, I mean, we bet. talked about it last episode, but... We did, so we don't go into too much details. Mm-hmm. Um, you finished watching something, didn't you? Was... Oh yeah, I. Oh yes, Aneke gets all the snaps and all the props because I would like to co-sign <laughs> on Thank her you. review. I set this up for Aneke the give a review. <laughs> <laughs> Aneke did a review of hit Amazon Prime series yeah. Homecoming based on hit podcast. When is when are we getting our Amazon? I don't Prime want series? anybody well, doing us. <laughs> <laughs> I want to cast Wayne no, Brady as me. Tables we need to age down. Tables of turn. Age down. Oh. Okay. Well, I just, you know, everyone's always like, ooh, you look you need like to Wayne break Brady. Out of that. Like, now you he's are playing me. out of that, James. Are you kidding me? That's my opening line in my stand-up bit. Don't okay, take that from me. Okay, you can have me. it for that, but I mean. <laughs> ooh. Um, back to you being a magnificent mm-hmm. reviewer. Uh, and like your review was so on point because it didn't give anything yes. away. It just like made me be like, mm, yeah, that's what uh-huh. I was talking about. You know, 
<laughs> Homecoming is so good. Ten episodes. I w- did a really good job of like spacing it out because you can devour it, but it's just so it's so tasty that I just really sort of spaced it out. Yeah, it, it's nice for like two episode. Bits. Yes, you could be like mm, two an and then hour. go about your day. Yeah, because that because mm-hmm. it's thirty minutes per episode. Julia Roberts mm-hmm. is a phenomenal actress. Like I just rem- I was rem- ask her ass. I was off. reminded of how much I fucking love her. The supporting cast is great, and also you brought this up that the casting. Mm-hmm. Is so brilliant because they don't just like ooh there's one black person like the world is very diverse you know yes and like, even in, I know even in the background and you know I'd be looking <laughs> yes I know how you like your extras and I was like yes but it like was done well you yeah. know yeah I just like yeah there's just, oh, I feel like there's such beautiful representation and and not tokenism whereas like over when I was visiting my uh, cousin and his wife in Virginia for Thanksgiving mm-hmm. we were watching um. Castle Rock, the Stephen King mm. series on Hulu. It's based on like Stephen King yeah. world. And it's very, and I know it takes place in Maine, but there's literally just like the lead black guy and that's it. I'm just like, mm. yeah. Cause I'm like, <laughs> I mean, it's just like, they're like, ooh, it's that, like, and there's Shawshank, the Shawshank prison is there and i'm like pretty sure there was more than just morgan freeman being black up in that prison so there was and yeah and so just like i i just really appreciate homecoming it's very it reminds me of like david who's the weird one david fincher no dave both i mean david fincher is like dark and weird david lynch is like who's the one that's in mulholland drive and twin peaks David Lynch. David Lynch. Yes. It reminds me very much like David Lynch. Like even the cinematography is so brilliant in the way that they use cinematography. Isn't it interesting? Like there's even so good. moments when they're like shooting from like it's there's they're doing like a medium close-up shot on one of the actors and and mm-hmm. and it's very it's shot from like down below. And just that yeah. and it's uncomfortable to watch something being shot from down below. And I was like, I feel uncomfortable. And it was like so well done. On purpose. Yeah. It's the best. Oh, I'm so glad you liked it. I I feel like there's been a lot of TV shows that I've been watching lately that I've been like, eh. Like, I've started watching Maniac on Netflix, and I'm kind of like, eh. Yeah, I, I started watching Sabrina the Teenage... Yeah. Maniac, teenage, the, yeah. The, the Chilling Tales of Sabrina the Teenage Witch. I was going to ask you if you poked into that. I poked in. I'm on episode six, and it's... Eh, around. It's okay. Yeah, eh. I, I got to three episodes of Maniac. I forget why I, I stopped, but... I stopped. It's yeah, but whereas Homecoming, I was like, "Ooh, I want to watch the next one. Riveted. Ooh, I want to watch the next one. I want to finish this." Yeah. You know? Do you think it also had to do with not only is it like really great storytelling and and great performances and just really new and innovation? I mean, I find that when you have a diverse mm-hmm. cast, I am gonna tune in a lot more. Yes, it was it was all of the above and the diverse casting without it being tokenism or without it being like central you know yeah. like he yeah. made it like so it was enjoyable to watch yeah. for me because I was like ooh this is like representing everybody and like it's like still you know I just thought it just felt good yeah you know yeah. I feel it like, wasn't like there was any pieces. It felt like a full meal. Yeah. And also, I don't even know how, like, this isn't a spoiler because they're already doing it, but there is going to be a season two. And I'm like, well, I don't even know how. Like, I don't either. I don't even. Which is like, but like, I mean, I'm down. I'm so down. But it's rare for you to get to the end of a series and feel like satisfied. Like, it, they really did tell a full story. And I, you can see how it can definitely mm-hmm. continue to go. But like, man, it was, it's such a satisfying ride. And it's one of the few shows yeah. that I would go back and rewatch it again. Like, it's, there's did not, you watch the end credit for the last oh, episode yes i did 
Okay, well, we're not going to spoil it, no but spoilers. I think that's where the next season's going to oh, take off. yeah, you're right. Ooh, you be Nancy Drew mm. in. Oh, <laughs> and okay, I had a bitch correction over Thanksgiving. What do you mean? Tell me. Well, I was having Thanksgiving. I was with my cousin's... My cousin and his wife, their family came uh-huh. in, and it's like a very like different than what I'm used to sort of family. They were like uh, they were mm-hmm. very nice, uh, yeah. from like Chicago. Um, one of them, the dad's like a pilot and whatnot, and we had some really interesting conversations about like um, like he's very interested in like Native American like history in terms of like the massacre mm. of mm. Native American history that happened and just like right. the genocide that happened. And I was so grateful that Thanksgiving we're having this conversation. That was really great. no, that's excellent. I love it um and so interesting because like on one end it's this guy who's really like pushing me like trying to be like progressive but then there's moments when it's like you're just calling that woman a bitch like you like what do you mean who's he calling a bitch he's also like you know he's he's i also i think because he's like well i'm jewish and so i understand like plight and struggle in one end but like there was this woman Mm -hmm. who was being racist and to describe the woman like she was being like um She's saying, like, racist stuff about Jewish people, and she didn't realize that he was Jewish. Anti-Semitic. Anti-Semitic, yes, that's the word. I knew Mm -hmm. there was a word. Um, And he kept referring to her as a bitch, and I was like, oh, well, hold on, you're, like, trying to, like, Yeah, let's not fight anti-Semitism with misogyny. And so it was this moment that I kind of kept having to do, or we'd be watching Black Mirror, and there's this episode on the latest season where uh, it's like they're in a, spoiler, they're in a Tinder, essentially, and he's on that one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh Uh, And and they were trying to find, like, their perfect match, and both were not finding their perfect match, and they had already found their perfect match on the first one, which was each other, but they're going through all these people and he's like, ooh, she just, she's never going to be satisfied. Like, she just can't find what she wants. And I'm like, wait a minute. What, what is this guy? I Misogyny kept, dripping. I know, exactly. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, I am being confronted. And this is, I don't run in circles where this happens ever. Mm-hmm. Like, I just don't have circles like this. And like, even yeah. in my own family, like this isn't. So it's new. There's a respect for women in my family. Our, my family was like a very much, my grandmother was the, it's a matriarchy type family where the uh-huh. woman is very much appreciative. And like, it's just not. Centralized. Yeah. And that, I think that's the case for a lot of, uh, I don't know, I think a lot of black families too. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, yeah, I just was like, well, they both are actually not finding like what it is that they want. So it's not just all on her. And then yeah. I think like he referenced her and called her a bitch at one point. I was like, why is he how? using bitch again? And how so, is he so comfortable saying bitch all the time? I just I, like challenged him on it. I'm like, well, why is that making her a bitch? And so Ooh, I just, good. I wanted to thank like this podcast and you listeners because we, I think on mm-hmm. every Thanksgiving episode, especially last year when Trump got elected, we were like, how oh, do you yay. confront, you know, your family yeah. and they're saying stuff. Mm-hmm. And because we had those conversations, I felt obligated and empowered and also I understand the awkwardness of like when it first happened I was like what I don't even it's yeah, like you're hit with like, a truck you're like happening? I don't even know what happened I thought we were cool talking about like you know I thought you were so cool and you're this white guy researching like history on like you know indigenous yeah. like slaughter but everyone's got something to learn and I guess the trick is like and I definitely get like it's hard to address it sometimes but to find your ways to push through that awkwardness because we grow and actually him and i had this conversation uh Mm. prior to this that we grow through like pain like pushing through those like awkward moments that's when you're gonna get to the good stuff afterwards 
It's so true. I'm so glad you brought that up because it's an example of um, confronting that sticky moment that so many of us avoid, you know? Like, I mean, I talked to you about this before we got on the horn, but I mean, I want to bring this up because it's like, it goes right back to where I was talking about with um, black maternal mortality and it's all these little paper cuts that add up to a death yeah and um just recently today mm-hmm. i went in to go get um the shot that you're supposed to get at 27 weeks which is very pregnant yeah 20 28 weeks is third trimester which means this baby's basically just getting fat and fucking freeloading <laughs> off of my body <laughs> yep just but, doing its last finishing touches <laughs> They got work done. So, it's like it's on like summer vacation. It is. It's just kicking back, legs crossed, <laughs> sucking on my fucking life force. Anyways, so because of that, I mean, I'm sure a lot of you can imagine I look pregnant. I'm mm-hmm. not like just like, you know, an oompa loompa walking around. I yeah. am a pregnant woman now. I saw the belly. I, she showed me. I can Yeah, confer. it's there. Yep, it's there. And so I was wearing a jacket. But whatever, people shouldn't make assumptions. I go in to get my um my shot that I'm supposed to get at 27 weeks. Mm-hmm. Woman looks at my face and says, "Let me guess, you're getting the Depo-Provera shot." And for those of you that don't know, Depo-Provera is um a birth control shot, which also don't recommend. I mean, whatever is best for your body. But if you're sensitive to hormones, that's like a shot of hormones, and that's yeah for me would be murdered for myself. Yeah, but also. What the fuck are you making assumptions about me? And then I was like, I had to be like, no, I'm very pregnant. And then she looked down at my belly and was like, oh, yeah. But like you you start to think like, why? I, I wish I took a page from your book. Mm. And I wish that I said, why Why would you assume that? Mm-hmm. Why would you think that I'm getting the birth control yeah. um, shot? why would you take one look at my face and think that? Like, I mean, I know it's not. I, I know I look good, but I don't look like a young woman. Yeah. Like, I don't yeah. look like I'm 21, you right. know? Like, yeah. so just to assume that all black women are coming in to get a birth control shot yeah, is one of those things that should have been challenged, but I didn't do it. So well, you know, I want to commend you. Well, I, I, but there's been times when I haven't, when I was in the locker room, I forget what was happening. There was some, there was literal locker room talk happening at Leo Planet Fitness. Yeah. And... <laughs> They were just like high. At first, it was just like just banter, banter. But man, did this shit escalate? And no. then the conversations about like dating someone's like mom and the daughter at the same time, like what? not like underage, but like there was some sort of conversation of like. And now I'm like I forget. But and you like, literally ah. walked into locker room talk. High fives were happening, and I just was what? like, oh my god, how am I not? Was somebody pumping this? iron while? But at the same time, like, it's what? like I, I, you know, as a gay man, like is like I'm growing out of this of this fear for my survival sort of mentality, mm, like mm-hmm. where. You know, it's like I don't like it's in my own head, and there is mm-hmm. some vali- validity to it as well. Yeah. That like mm-hmm. there is a potential, you know, threat of myself if someone sees me as you know gay. Like who knows what could happen? You don't know. Um, and so I've been sort of operating in that mentality, but I think since getting back from like Tony Robbins, I think that's also helped me to challenge him because 
I at the Thanksgiving dinner, like I saw myself as like, you know, not in like I didn't have those same fears and doubts in my mind. And mm. I could see that he also saw me as an equal in, in as me, as the, mm. you know, the brilliant, respectable, you know, sassy but yeah, firm so you could person that I am. Talk to him about it. Yeah. Sure. And I think I just want to continue. I think it's exercising a muscle, honestly, and I can think is. as we get older yeah. we're gonna get and I think you have the great idea of approaching it with a question and I got that from you if you just ask a question I'm just like oh why would you assume that oh that's an you know you sort of yeah. throw it back onto them and exactly. allows them to sort of have to have a, think, think about, about it, it. Mm-hmm. yeah it's so true so it's just it's just exercising a muscle and I want to thank you and the podcast listeners for helping me to even feel mm. equipped to do that yeah I'm glad you did it we gotta cut mm. this bitch talk out yeah, cut that bitch talk out. Just because mm-hmm. like she is figuring out her life does not make her a bitch. And I mean, yes, if someone is mis- is being anti-Semitic, you could call them a bigot. But Ooh, you don't necessarily have that's to a, call them a bitch. That's the right B word to be using. So you misspoke. <laughs> Educational moments <laughs> abound. <laughs> Well, Aneke, I, since we were talking about Thanksgiving, I was so inspired by all this conversation about the mm-hmm. genocide of indigenous people. I want to, you know, it's a little uh, left, I think we did this last year, a little bit of Thanksgiving leftovers of uh, shit we didn't talk about last week, but we're talking about it this week. I'm into it. Let's do it. This holiday season, we're flooding the Max Fun store with our biggest ever new product launch. 17 brand new items from some of your favorite shows. I bet you know someone who needs a new shirt or mug, maybe a hoodie. Cozy up in a pair of Max Fun logo socks or keep the sun out of your eyes with a rocket dad hat. There is literally no better holiday gift for the Max Fun fan in your life than some new gear. And hey, Pick yourself up a little something, too. You deserve it. Check it all out at MaxFunStore.com. That's MaxFunStore.com. California. (laughs) Yes. So, California, the state that I love. Where I reside. And where you reside. Mm-hmm. The place I call home. Uh, California, mm-hmm. one of the fifth largest economies of the world, has... Stuck on that, Trump. <laughs> home of the San Francisco treat. Home of the California girls. What, rice aroni? Uh, <laughs> what? That's the first thing you bring <laughs> up first. about California? They're also home of the <laughs> California girls who are unforgettable, Daisy Dukes, bikinis on top. I don't even with know. With sun-kissed oh, okay. skin so hot, it'll melt your popsicle. California. Go Katy Perry. We miss you. <laughs> Do we? Because also I was doing, when I was watching not Star Wars, really. I'm like, I'm also glad this is not Katy Perry. Also. Ooh, shade for no I, reason. Isn't there? Isn't there? I also <laughs> was watching it and I was like, you know what? I wonder what Britney Spears will think when she watches this movie. Like, they, like. Britney don't care. Well, I wonder if it'll hit home for her because there's a point, not a spoiler at all, when the industry's trying to change um, Allie, which is Gaga's uh, character. And mm-hmm. just sort of like, you see the fucked upness about the industry when you have some Someone who's so talented. Also, Gaga's got pipes. Ah, so talented. Um, Mm -hmm. But also, sidebar connection. Crossroads and A Star Is Born both have a connection, not only by starring pop Mm. lady divas, but they both Uh have a scene at the same grocery store. So, interesting. That's a deep cut. So, I mean, she might think 
if she doesn't think about like, oh, this reminds me of how the industry tried to change me or did change me, or she'll think, I shot in that grocery store. <laughs> it, it all depends on <laughs> where she your is. opinion of Britney and Spears. If she's okay, on meds, if she's not, if she's just like down home girl, who knows? You know what? She's doing yeah, good right now. She's got snaps. a good she man. She also just like that. signed a new residency at MGM, so she's back to Vegas making millions of dollars. Oh yeah. hell yeah! Go. That's some easy money girl. for yeah. her. Go, she's Brittany. Like, I know these routines. Got it. Get my check. Mm-hmm. She, yeah. Boom. Scat. Yeah, boom. After, I mean, she, she went through a lot. She was fifty-one fifty at one point. It's insane. Like, oh my okay. god. But Oof. back to California. Why am I bringing up all this stuff about California? Yes. California is home of one of the most atrocious, atrocious native genocides that. I did oh, not no. learn about in history, and we're going to take you. Neither did I. Okay. Well, I'm going to take you on a bit of a journey. So first, I want to talk about, like, mm. in general, just, like, what happened with, like, natives. I'm going to go from, like, all the Americas to North America to then mm-hmm. zeroing in on California. So mm, some of this mm-hmm. I got from controversial John Liquid, like, like John Liquizamo, his history is Latin, Latin history for dummies on Netflix. Very. Yeah. How is very that? Good from the information. There are moments where you're just like ugh, John Liquizamo, but then you're like, he's in his fifties. Yeah. He's yeah. a comedian <laughs> in his fifties. So there's some things that are just like when he's, you know, being one of the great, like, I think one of like the leaders, yeah. one of the great leaders of, I think the Aztecs, like he made them like uh-huh. super like flamboyantly gay. And I'm like, but you did too long foo. Oh, but then like, Oh my God. It's, but then he's not so much the joke is it I'm just trying to find out like where the joke is the joke that like but he doesn't really like why did he do that but, but it's a leader then, and I do appreciate exactly that's where my mind is like but he is a leader and the joke and then he has this amazing death drop so I'm just like well I mean he really went for it and so it's what is he's such a that's one of the reasons why I've been afraid to watch it because I'm like John but I could definitely see if I'm like I'm sure like Latinx people are just like this is amazing that our story is being told like on Broadway and that like I definitely recommend I think that you have the filter enough where you can watch it and get the Mm -hmm. really great information from it and then filter out the like bad you know you watch it with your side eyes ready and but it's it is there's really great information in there um 75 Mm -hmm. million I uh, were killed during the great extermination. Oh my God. He, you know, ninety five percent were wiped out during the great extermination, leaving only three point when 3. was this? Five million. This was like the four hundred years of just slaughtering of native people across uh, the Americas. Oh, oh just across, across the, the board. board across okay, both yeah, the fuck. South America and North America, just across the board. Um, Little yeah. key points, 500,000 tons of gold were stolen by King Philip of Spain. Like, Spain was really, mm. really atrocious because he really focuses on mostly, like, Latin America and South America because uh, it's Latin history. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. There was a thousand years peace amongst um, most of the natives. Like, people always talk about how, like, oh, they were slaughtering each other. That came in when we, yeah. when not we, when the Europeans came in and, like, made them yeah. fight amongst mm. themselves and were weaponizing different groups to take out each other. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. wow. I did not know that. Um, there was, I'm going to probably talk about this next week because it's so fascinating, but there's the Caribbean Holocaust uh-huh. of the Tainos. And uh. they were down in the Caribbean in a Florida area, and they were enslaved and killed, about three million of them. Oh, my God. Yeah. 
Three million? Three million. It's, again, like... And this is in the Caribbean. Yeah, this is just in the Caribbean. So, like, when he calls it, you know, the Great Extermination, uh, by no oversight at all, you had the conquistadors who they killed the Mm -hmm. Aztecs. And really, like, like the uh, the Aztecs, they were such a mighty people that what really got them were, like, germ warfare, smallpox, smallpox, and Mm. things like that, because they were just so mighty Mm -hmm. and powerful. And, again, this is, like, all after just, like, gold, this shiny fucking rocks, right? Right? A rock. 1538, 11 years after the Aztec conquest expedition against the Incas. And the Incas, who were pretty much like an early socialist civilization. And um, mm. and same thing when we look at next week, uh, the Tainos, when you just sort of hear about their culture, it was very, you know, peaceful and full of like, they were very happy and laughter. And I mean, sure, there were like, I'm sure yeah. cultures and tribes who were doing, you know, sacrifices and stuff, but that wasn't like across the board. And... Um, mm-hmm. They also had, like, I mean, the Aztecs were so brilliant. They had um, just sort of, like, different ways of using technology. I, wow. Yeah, they had pretty much the empires of Colombia, Ecuador, Peru, Bolivia, and Chile was where the Aztecs were uh, reigning. And... Mm. Uh, they had mythologies, math, great writing, science, all fucking mm-hmm. obliterated, you know, all mm, fucking mm, mm. obliterated. And then he also talks about, you know, how just like throughout these histories and again, it's so important for us to learn our history. And I was talking to um, my cousin's wife's uh, dad and we were talking about how it's so important. We don't know our history. And that's part of the problem mm. in America. We don't know our history. And those who don't learn from it are doomed uh, to repeat, repeat it. It's the truth. It's such the truth. Um, and so that's just sort of like the overarching just sort of tidbits that I gleaned from it of like, you know, because I don't hear a lot about like like um, Latin America and yeah. South America, indigenous people and what happened there. I would like, yes. James, this is really awesome that you're bringing this up. Can we just put a yes. pin for all the listeners? Yeah. This part is going to connect to the end of my <gasps> corner. Whoa. I See, I love it when we yeah. be doing this. This is... I, I know. we don't even have to plan ahead. We are just hive mind. Um, hive mind. We'll so want to side eye John Leguizamo at that I had to take note on. You know, he says that, well, he talks mm-hmm. about how Latinos have fought in the Revolutionary War, and he's like, they, they're they the only ones that have fought in each and every war. And I'm like, hmm. What about exactly. black people? We also have fought in every single war. And then he says, we've taken mm. the worst beating in history and we're still here. And not for the Oppression Olympics, uh, but it's like, be careful okay. with those statements. I get what you're saying, and like, there is, and also, I, we don't learn. Put a motherfucking pin in that for my corner. We, Woo, we are connected. <laughs> and I totally understand, especially in America, we do not learn enough about Latinx history, and so I get the outrage mm-hmm. that we're not learning about it, and how we continue to treat, we need to learn and about how we continue it. to treat Latinx people, but like, be careful with, you know, things that are saying. So... Yeah, because it takes you out of the lesson. Yeah, and I take notes and I talk about it on my podcast. So then (laughs) when we go to like the Americas, uh, today there are over 500 Native American tribes in the U.S. And, you know, how Mm. they get 12,000 years ago, they crossed that land bridge and quick tidbits there are were 10 million estimated number of native americans living in land that is now the united states where european explorers first arrived in the 15th century so there are 10 million in the north americas mm. less than mm-hmm. 300,000 estimated number of Amer- native americans living in the united states around 1900 so mm. in the 15th century there were 10 million and then by the time the 1900s came in there were just 300,000 left what the it's fuck huge. Fucking 
bullshit genocide genocide yeah, that's what this was and i think like we just have to really call it that and i feel like it's and it's interesting too when i was googling this there were some articles where there's like debate on whether or not it was a genocide i'm like fuck off scholars no time for who the fuck <laughs> wants to say that it yeah. wasn't fuck Mm-mm. you one of the biggest killers that wiped them out were disease about about 90 percent of the population was probably wiped out by um diseases and what happened is mm. the native uh indigenous folks were not immune to pathogens spread by domesticated cows, pigs, sheep, goats, and horses, and were killed off by mm. measles, influenza, whooping cough, uh, diphtheria. I don't know what that one is. New one for me. Typhus, yeah, bubonic plague, yeah, chloria, cl- cholera, not chloria, scarlet mm. fever, and oldie but a goodie syphilis. Oh, which gross. derived got my whooping cough today oh, there you go not yeah. coming for you today mm-hmm. there, it was not mm-hmm. always intentional but sir jeffrey amherst commander-in-chief of british forces in north america wrote um that you will you would do well to try to inoculate the indians with smallpox by means of blankets as well as to try every other method that can serve to extirpate this exercible race fuck that yeah. guy so for over 400 years, there were just also conflicts. And throughout the Northeast, there were proclamations to create redskins or scalps of Native Americans. It was very common practice mm-hmm. to scalp Native Americans. And it's so it's so interesting. Yeah. That, like in a lot of this, that we'll find out that they're, I mean, they would give rewards for like how many scalps that you would have. And I was under the impression that like scalping was just like a thing that indigenous people did. And it was like, no, this was like a weapon that white people were doing towards Native people. Oh, my God. So, according to, um, yeah, they would get 50 pounds for adult male scalps, 25 for adult female scalps, and 20 for scalps of boys and girls under age 12. These are human beings. That's disgusting. human beings. Like, this is more, this is, I mean, not playing the oppression Olympics here, but this is, like, horrible and just up there with, you know, the atrocities of Hitler. And these were sanctioned. This is horrible. This is not the oppression Olympics. I mean, we can flat out say this This is is horrible. You know, we're not saying it's more horrible than anything else. It's horrible, period. People doing this to each other. King George of Britain, he uh, called for subjects to embrace all opportunities of pursuing, captivating, killing, and destroying all and every of every one of the aforesaid natives. (laughs) disgusting Um, how dare these are people these are humans humans. and you're in their home right so this is the whole entire thing when you're like about when you're talking about immigration everybody shut the fuck up shut the fuck up right shut up this is not ain't nobody's land ain't nobody's land somebody shut the fuck up because you went over there and you murdered them and you enslaved people bullshit and fucking andrew jackson Mm -hmm. in 1830 he created the indian removal act he's the worst and this called for the The removal of the five quote-unquote civilized tribes the cherokee uh chickasaw choctaw creek and uh seminole the Seminole. Seminole. Thank you. I knew Seminole. I'd seen that before. Mm-hmm. It called for the removal of them. Mm-hmm. And so this, you know, erupted again. This is the Trail of Tears in which 4,000 Cherokee yeah. people died of cold, hunger, and disease heading towards the Indian territories of the Oklahoma region, which fast forward, you know, a few years later, they just took that over as well. It's like they kept. Which is like. Yeah. Um, and it, part God. of this was uh, between 1830 and 1838, federal officials were working on behalf of white cotton growers uh, who forced nearly 100,000 uh, natives out of their homeland. Cotton mm, growers? Who would have yeah. thought? 
then we have uh, Wounded Knee, uh, which was a, a Pine Ridge Reservation, North Dakota. So essentially, the government was threatened by the ghost dance movement. Do you know about the ghost dance movement? Mm. Okay. I don't. Well, this is I. Uh, this is where uh, natives essentially uh, were were saying that they were being punished by their gods for abandoning their ways and customs, and they must reject the ways of the white man and really get back to their own mm-hmm. uh, roots. And when they do this, the gods will then appease them and give them a new world. And so. Okay. The government was terrified by this because they were getting like they were rejecting the ways of the white man, and so yeah. Um, on December fifteenth, eighteen ninety, reservation police tried to arrest Sitting Bull, who was like a head, uh, famous Sioux chief, and they mistakenly mm-hmm. believed that he was a ghost dancer, and they killed him in the process of trying to ira- uh, to arrest him, uh, which just erupted oh in a massive rebellion, which left some of one hundred and fifty Native Americans dead, um, which was the final clash between federal troops and the Sioux, half of which were women and children. Ugh. And the quote-unquote cavalry, which I called no, the pirates, lost only 25. But who cares? Fuck you guys. You caused this whole entire thing. It wasn't a... Like, what the and fuck? And many people call it the oh Battle of God. Wounded Knee. It was a massacre. It was not a battle. It was a yeah. massacre. Let's change these titles of historic events to what they really yeah. were. And you can find there's a really great book that I found in a lot of the different researches that I was fighting up. This book kept popping up. So Benjamin Madley, mm. I think of, yeah... I some school in California, United States, it works out, I think at UCLA, wrote the book An American Genocide, mm. the United States and the California Indian Cons- Catastrophe, 1846 to 1873, mm. which brings us to California. <clears throat> All right. So what terrible shit happened And this here. is crazy because this is, I grew up in California. I bleed California and I didn't know any of this shit. So. Yeah, because we like learn how to make fucking missions and then go panning for gold and then they call which it a day. Which those missions were a front on the behalf of like the Spanish to again take over land of natives and murder and slaughter them underneath the guise of the church. Mm-hmm. It's which the that's truth. That's I learned again my conversation with uh by the Thanksgiving, like you guys had a, you guys were talking we had a, lot. a lot. In fact, everybody left dinner and just left the two of us talking, and like they just went into the other oh, room, and him and I were just chatting you? it up. So it was great, and like didn't always we you know see eye to eye on different things, but it is important for us to be able to coexist with each other, conversation and have conversation, yep. and be able to you yep. know some things I would say oh, okay, and then some things I'd be able to call him out on. But it was a very, it was a really yeah. great, it was a great, it was it was it was a great Thanksgiving dinner. That sounds amazing, honestly. So, California. 1848, California became the property of the U.S. and was one of the spoils of the uh, Mexican-American War. And in 1850, mm-hmm. it became a state. Now, in 1848, everybody mm-hmm. discovered, oh, my God, there's all this gold here. So everyone's like, sweet, got to yeah. get that gold money. So the U.S. government was, at that point, they realized there's all these indigenous people there were intent on removing approximately 100 and, uh, intent on approximately 150 150,000 natives who were still remained there, they were like, we got to get them out. Mm. So in mm-hmm. just 20 years, 80% of California's indigenous people were wiped out. 20 years, 80%? Yeah. Causes of death, like we talked Holy about. Holy shit. Uh, d- diseases, uh, seizures of land, because they didn't have anywhere to go. So mm. they're like, they would just take their land and now, where mm-hmm. am I going to go? Uh, so they would starve, yeah. uh, you know, weather. Oh my so God. So between 9,000 and 16,000 were murdered in cold blood. So there was a policy, oh a genocide that was sponsored by the state of California and citizens 
Sponsored oh, yeah. by. Citizens were happy to enact it. And this also just goes in line with California's greatest hits. So California's on a lot of fucked up mm-hmm. shit. I love this state, but like it's important to look at our history. You gotta accept it. Especially because yeah. like a pioneer in the you know U.S. Um, for right. sterilization of people of Mexican descent uh, when Mexico mm, was acquired, mm, mm, mm. and also the 120,000 Japanese Americans who were sent yeah, into the, the internment, internment camp. So California, yep. looking at you. So. Yeah, so all you people who live out in California, me included, talking about how we are like elites on the coast, you need to check yeah. yourself and realize that California has a fucking dirty ass, nasty history too. Just because we're not fucking Alabama, yeah. Georgia, or whatever, doesn't mean that we're in nope. the clear. We've done some fucked and up shit. And also, two Chinese Americans, which we've talked about as well, with the what was that Chinese mm-hmm. Exclusion Act or whatnot in the 1800s? Yeah, 1882, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Native Americans spoke up to about like there's 80 different languages that are populated in this area for thousands of years, you know, all just wiped mm. out. And so here's the mm. act that uh, so there was an act for the government and protection of Indians. I don't know why they called it that, because that's not what ended up happening. This protection? provided legal basis for enslaving California's Native people. Um, this was the, yeah, so this was a law that was essentially signed in where officials gave white settlers the right to take custody of Native American children. Oh my God. The law also gave white people the right to arrest Native people for minor offenses like loitering or possessing alcohol and made it possible for whites to put Native Americans convicted of crimes to work uh, to work to pay off the fines they incurred. And so this... Hey, this sounds familiar. Right? And this led to the enslavement uh-huh. of tens of thousands of Native Americans in the name of their protection. So that's why they call it... Isn't that crazy? You call it the Ugh, protection of... Like, it, it's the adverse. And so this is also why... I remember when I was reading this, I, you know, I took a class with Angela Davis, uh, her prison industrial complex mm-hmm. class, and she talks a lot in a lot of the books that we read, we're talking about why Native people, Indigenous people are so overly represented in the prison population when they don't make up a huge population of the U.S. And historically, what would happen is, like, they they would get arrested for things like, you know, gambling or public intoxication or using different, you know, substances or whatnot because in their culture, this was not illegal. And also, Mm -hmm. would drink so much because they're dealing with the, you know, slaughtering of their people. You know, you... I mean, hello, it's called generational exactly. trauma. Dealing with, with that. And also, like, now we have to abide by your culture and your laws. This isn't what? That doesn't, doesn't make any sense. Mm-mm-mm. So, Peter Hardinan Man Burnett. Fuck that guy. California's first okay. governor. Yeah. He thought that okay. indigenous folks were lazy savages. And... On one end, he did recognize that white settlers were essentially just stealing their land and murdering them. Okay. Um, but he did thought... But he's still yes, racist. because he thought, say lovey, this is what happens when you blend two cultures together. And... No. Yeah. So 1851, the War of Extermination... Oh, this is what he said in 1851. He said, the War of Extermination will continue to be waged between the races until the Indian race becomes extinct must be expected. While we cannot anticipate this result, but with painful regret, the inevitable destiny of the race is beyond the power of wisdom of any man to avert. Willingly acknowledging that 
this is like the leaders at the time. Like this was a th- so this is when I say mm-hmm. this is a genocide because this is a knowing yes. of legal purposeful eradication of an entire species and culture. My brain can't wrap my head around it because these are other human beings who are already here. They're already here. I know. It's disgusting. So he set aside state money to arm local militias against Native Americans. And with the help of the U.S. Army, weapons were then given to local militias who were tasked with killing Native people. Vigilantes. gets even more fucked up. State-sponsored vigilantes. So this is a state-sponsored genocide. So state militias uh, raided tribal outposts, shooting and sometimes scalping Mm. Native Americans, scalping more. Local settlers began to do the killing themselves. Local governments put bounties Mm. on Native American heads and paid settlers for stealing the horses of the people that they murdered. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. I'm, like, getting... It's a lot. Um... It's overwhelming because it's so horrific in how it was treated. How one, we don't know yeah. about this, and two, the blatant, disgusting nature of it is is unimaginable. Government sanctioned, you know, and and militia mm-hmm. expeditions helped inspire vigilantes to kill at least six thousand four hundred and sixty California Indians between eighteen forty six and eighteen seventy three, and the U.S. Army joined in the killing of at least sixteen hundred Native Californians. Um, also, toxic chemicals and gravel ruined traditional Native hunting and agriculture pro- practices, resulting in starvation for many, many Natives. Um, Oy, so, oy, oy. so, so I, uh, there's a, lar- a large massacre in 1850 happened. About 400 Pomo people, including women and children, were slaughtered by the U.S. Cavalry. And I don't know, U.S. pirates is what I'm going to call them. And I'm not going to call them the Cavalry, the U.S. pirates and local volunteers yeah. at Clear Lake and north of San Francisco. Mm. White settlers and California governments enslaved Native people and forced them to uh, into labor for ranchers uh, through at least the mid-1860s. Native Americans were also mm. forced onto re- reservations, and their children were forced to attend what they called Indian assimilation schools. Right. That's where the, the current game of American football was developed <sighs> in... And Pop Warner was the coach of one of the teams that actually beat Yale and Harvard and all of that because they were so good. But it was at an Indian um, assimilation school. Well, it is estimated that 100,000 Native Americans died during the first two years of the gold rush alone. And by 1873, only 30,000 indigenous people remained of around 150,000. And the state spent a total of 1.7 million to murder up to 16,000 people. California needs to fucking do something. Like, I mean, anything that's done now is fucking trivial and bullshit, but we need, like... A day of remembrance. Yep. We, we need, need to fucking dis- acknowledge Columbus Day in uh, Ocasio Cortez. I always forget her first name. I, but Congresswoman Ocasio Cortez mm-hmm. is getting. She's wanting to. Uh, there's a, there's a bill I believe that she's leading the pack on to have Columbus Day be. I we think that's already happening in in California. I think it actually is happening in California already. That Columbus Day is, is called it? Indigenous People uh, Remembrance Day. Um, or in parts of California. Yeah, I don't know if it's official, but they're definitely like in Berkeley, they do it. more used to 
Yeah, I mean, they do okay. it all over the place here in California. It's, it needs to it's be people use a it. statewide thing, first and foremost, and then needs to get moved to the federal level. Um, because also, mm-hmm. slow to, like, indigenous people gain civil rights bit by bit. So, you know, when the, the civil rights movement was happening in 1964, the Civil Rights Act didn't necessarily pertain to Native Americans. Mm-hmm. Um, they did get the Voting Rights Act in 1965, but it wasn't until 1968 when the Indian Civil Rights Act was passed that Natives gained the right to free speech, the right to a jury and protection from unreasonable search and seizure. On their own fucking land. On their own land, right? Then 1924, they uh... were granted um, the Indian Citizenship Act. It gave Native Americans dual citizenship. Um, But Mm. And so, like you were saying, to your point, today, California has the United... Oddly enough, California has the United States' uh, largest Native American population, even though we slaughtered, like, so many here. Interesting. I thought it would be, like, Oklahoma or something. Yeah. It's home to 109 Mm. federally recognized tribes. But here's what... To your Mm. point, California has still never apologized. And so, Gavin Mm -hmm. Newsom... Looking at you, buddy. Welcome aboard. Time to do your due diligence. People of California, we need to push this issue and get a petition Mm -hmm. going and have Gavin Newsom. I think he'll do it. I think he just, you know, we just got to get it in front of him. I honestly, I feel like Gavin Newsom is not the type that would, he would entertain (laughs) this. I think he would. And so we've got a governor that would do it. And I think it speaks volumes to apologize for something like this because then we can then move to get other states to apologize for it. And just, there's a lot Mm -hmm. that the country needs to apologize for, including doesn't apologize for slavery. Whereas you have like Australia has apologized for like what they've done to their indigenous people. And we need to as well. So to Canada. Canada recent re- recently did yeah. too. So um, hop to it, America. Stop being fucking disgusting. Yeah. So that's. I just oh wanted God. to. I know as we just wrapped up Thanksgiving, I wanted to, you know, pay mm-hmm. honor and tribute to the millions of natives who were slaughtered, and just I want to say I am sorry. I'm sorry that mm. I don't. I'm so lost for words, and uh, we need to learn our history and know it so we don't do this again and be able to um, give honor to those who uh, were slaughtered. And this is their land. This is good. I'm glad that you brought this up because it's when you hear these histories, you might think twice about putting your kid in a little paper mm. yep. um, um, fucking yep. headdress. Yep. Yeah, you know, or wearing a, what a or wearing mockery a headdress to uh, um, Coachella, Coachella because, like, you, you what a fucking you mockery. Wear, and I, I'm using this as an example, but you wouldn't wear like a Jewish, mm-hmm. uh, a yellow star or a pink, tri- like a yellow star to a to an event because we know like what that represented. You know, like you don't you don't mm-hmm. do that, and so we need to know our history and pay homage and tribute and respect to all those that have died. Yep. Thanks, James. That was good. What's that sound? What's that sound? Swish, swish, swish. A neck has got side eye. Side eye for celebrity. Ooh, I like that. Who's her gaze on? Oh, it's still going. Who does she okay. see? <laughs> Who's getting the side eye today? Swish, swish, swish. A neck has got side eye. Ooh. Yeah, it, it's the longer version. You know, once we... It will eventually pare it down because we won't have yeah, time. Like, yeah, you know, like but, the, the extended you know, like, original theme songs for TV shows are like three minutes. It's like a full song, and then eventually you just get like the yeah, just the short version. You're just like da 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 da. Family matters. All right, Adeke, who you got your side eye for? Where's your gaze at? 
Hi, I'm the JV Club Podcast, Janet Varney, and I used to suffer from indecision. I couldn't choose between Star Wars and Star Trek, whether to call or text, or the best way to cook my eggs. But now, thanks to my weekly dose of We Got This on Maximum Fun, my decisions are made for me. Thanks, Mark and Hal! Warning, We Got This may cause shouting, phone throwing, the illusion that the hosts can hear you, laughter on public transit, and death. We Got This with Mark and Hal. We know what's best. Okay, so I um, did not tell you who I'm side-eyeing. I know, I don't know. I know. I don't know why I wanted to be so mysterious today, but I'm going to. Um, <laughs> first, I want to talk about, first, let's talk about some good shit. Okay, okay let's yes. start it off. We need some good good after that sad-ass good, corner. good. Yeah. Let's really, like, get excited. Okay. okay so there was a round table by Netta Porter Magazine, and it was all about women in television, and it had Gabrielle Union, <gasps> who I'm already we there. love. Yes, Gabby. It had Gina Rodriguez. Oh my God, I love her. Jane the Virgin. I, and um, I miss Bala. She's about to be in the action movie where she puts mm-hmm. her life in her own hands and fucks shit up. Okay. Ellen Pompeo from love Gary's her. Anatomy. Watch her all the time still. Mm-hmm. And Emma Roberts. Okay, yeah. So, <laughs> I enjoy Julia her. Roberts' niece. I enjoy her. I enjoy she's, Emma. Okay, what's she she's have to in say? The, um, okay, so, Uh-oh. what I wanted to bring up was mm. Ellen Pompeo fucking threw down at this round table. Yes, and she, I am she does. So, I love like, Ellen Pompeo. There's she, a video of her, <sighs> and just watch. Okay. I suggest... Google this and then watch Gabrielle Union's face as she's saying this. It's so, Gab- we are all Gabrielle Union. I love it. Because okay. Ellen Pompeo's husband is black and she works mm-hmm. in Shondaland and she's very, she very knows. woke. Very woke yeah. woman. Also, highest paid woman in television right now. I'm going to correct you on that a oh. little bit later on oh, this. Okay. But we're going to, okay. right. she's up there. She's okay, up there. She's up there. Okay. Okay. So, um, Ellen Pompeo, she interrupted the interview and she said she didn't see enough color on the set. Yeah. She's straight up. And she added that white people's jobs need to be allies to people of color by hiring them. And everybody's excited, including Gabrielle Union, while she was saying this. Wow. So this is what Ellen Pompeo says. She goes, this day has been incredible. And there's a ton of women in the room, but I don't see enough color. And I didn't see enough color when I walked into the room today. Uh, when I show up on set, I would like to see the crew look like the world that I walk around in every day. And I think it's up to all producers to make sure that your crew looks like the world you see. Mm. As Caucasian people, it is our job. So all I have to say to that is fuck yes, Ellen Pompeo. Yes. This is why I have fuck watched Grey's Anatomy yes. for 15 years and counting because she's, mm-hmm. she's amazing. I love her. Now, somebody on this round table needs to take a little pointer from Ellen Pompeo because later on... Uh, I bet it's Emma Roberts. Nope. Oh. Gina Rodriguez. Oh, didn't see that one coming. Nope. And that's why I wanted to surprise you because this whole corner is called Neke Side Eyes Gina Rodriguez. What? I never would have seen this coming. <laughs> Not Miss Bala. Okay. All right. You might be second guessing this woman. I might not go see I that. I am. And I might not go see that movie, which I don't even think, you know what, at the trailer, I'm like, this isn't going to do well. But you know, I like to support those movies. I like to support women of color oh. in action. And now she might lose some support. Mm-hmm. Okay, so later on in the roundtable, um, Gina Rodriguez opens her mouth <laughs> and decides to say... <laughs> it is possessed goes, to say this madness. 
I get so petrified in this space talking about equal pay, especially when you look at the intersectional aspects of it, right? Mm. Where white women get paid more than black women. Black women get paid more than Asian women. Asian women get paid more than Latina women. And it's like a very scary space to step into. Now, that's a lot to unpack. Right. Are those facts true? No. Okay, I was um, thinking, because you and I have discussed, like, the pay order, and that doesn't sound right. Nope. Um, so, basically, in the acting world, so according to Forbes, this oh. is inaccurate, because the highest paid woman in television right now is Sofia Vergara. Oh, good for her. And she is She's Latina. Latina. <laughs> um, and the only woman on this list that is black is Carrie Washington. And right. she's number eight. Okay. And her show's not even on anymore. Exactly. She had to scoot on down to Broadway <laughs> and become friends with you yeah. through Instagram. <laughs> this is very good. Okay. <sighs> so this, her statement basically, um, it covers several aspects that I'm going to go through through some examples that yeah. I did a little snooping on. Yeah. Gina Rodriguez has a history, and I did not realize this. She loves to play the Oppression Olympics, Ooh. which is problematic. Yeah, because nobody it, wins. Nobody wins. Exactly. And she's constantly erasing Afro-Latinas. Oh. With mis- misinformation. Mm. So let's get into it. Yes, lay it down. That was example number one. So example number two. She was in some stupid cartoon movie that nobody saw. And, was it the Emoji um, movie? No, okay. it was some Bigfoot Yeti movie. No, yeah, I remember seeing a poster for that, and I thought, never yeah, going to see that. Um, so she was having an interview with Yara Shadihi, which oh. is the cutie, yeah. awesome woman on from Black-ish, Blackish and, and Grownish. On Grown-ish. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. love her. And the interviewer said, this is what the interviewer said, you are just goals for so many black women to Yara Shadihi, right? Mm-hmm. And Gina Rodriguez is sitting next to her, completely interrupts and goes, for so many women, women, yeah, yeah. Huh. What's that and then, about? I'm like so all life matters curious. Then. Gina, does she not know where we... It's not. It's 2018, Gina Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. It's not 2012. I know. I'm so glad that the interrupt the interviewer stuck to his guns, and he was like, "So many women, yeah, for women too, but for black women, we need to play a whole another level." How does that feel for you to be so young and a role model for so many people? Just basically glossing over Gina Rodriguez and her fucking shit, right? Yeah. yeah. And Yara Shadi, he said, you know, she was very gracious and wonderful and lovely because that's who she that's is. That's who she is. And the thing that really irritates me is like, why? Why can't she let black women support other black women and be inspiration for other black women? Because she does it consistently with Latinas, which I have no problem with. I think that's excellent. Absolutely. But why can't she let other groups have that? You Mm -hmm. know? Yeah. So she's problematic when it comes to that as well. Example number three. Mm. Um, Gina Rodriguez in 2017 she posted a picture of 15 successful Latinas in the film industry on her Instagram it was a beautiful picture right they all look great they're all you know sitting there fresh and happy but Twitter and Instagram got really upset because there was only one Afro-Latina Rosario Mm. Dawson Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I mean Rosario Dawson let's face it she claimed she very much claims being Afro Latina which I love yeah yeah but she doesn't I mean in that picture she's very you know 
she's light skinned. Right. You yeah. know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not that there's anything wrong. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but, but that there is that, colorism that does come into play. I would totally, yes. you know, yeah. And I'm not pointing it at Rosario because she's an inspiration yeah. and she represents, but Gina has some oversight. Right. So this is why I bring up Rosario Dawson being the only one in her picture because right around the time that Black Panther premiered, Uh-oh. Gina tweets, Marvel and DC are killing it in inclusion in women, but where are the Latinos asking for a friend, dot, 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 which means she's forgetting Zoe Saldana, who's Ooh, in Guardians of the Galaxy. She's yeah. forgetting Tessa Thompson, who's yes. in Thor. Yes. And she's forgetting Rosario Dawson, who's in fucking all of the Marvel oh, Netflix shows. Yeah, yeah, okay. All of which are Afro-Latinas. yeah. So she's so, not including those and in, because, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, that, that erasure. Mm-hmm. And then she got hella salty when people called her on it. See, that's the she wrong. Goes, oh, wait. Okay. Yeah. What did she say? She goes, I am sorry. It hurts to have been misunderstood. I hear all of you. I will keep my comments, including my praise to myself. No, that's the wrong. That's the wrong approach. That's the wrong approach. You yes. Know, because so that reminds me of like recently Rebel Wilson stuck her foot in her mouth and oh, she was God, like yeah. which she was like, Oh, I am like the first it's finally it's the plus first size. like plus size romantic comedy and people were like, but it's Well, not. it's not like the Queen Latifah's been in several, like there's been a lot of several mm-hmm. other ones that were like, you know, women of color who've like led the charge. I will say Rebel Wilson had the best apology. It wasn't just like, I'm sorry if you were offended. She was like, you know what? I misspoke. I am so sorry yeah. for offending anybody. I, and my excitement just overstepped. Something to that effect, right? Like It took a minute though. She did end up blocking a lot of people, but then she actually came to it, which I'm so yeah, glad you're she right, did. right, she did. And I get it. Like also, I do understand that these people are human. I can't imagine what mm-hmm. it's like to be in the public. Like I tweet something and like one person might be like, you know, like I can't imagine what it's like to be doing this it's on this massive global scale. So like, you know, I, I, people are going to miss up. It's like where they go, where they come, like where they end up in that journey. And right. so I, I give her the snaps on that. But Gina. Not G- Gina. What's this including my praise to myself? Fuck you. And oh, also, like, come on. She worked with Tessa Thompson on, Anni- on Annihilation. So that's weird. And yeah, I know. she. Okay, so... Last but not least, and this is where I, I said to keep your pins in oh. the t- time to take your pin out okay. from James's Taking corner. Taking the pin out, we are ready to resume. She needs help with her history. Oh, okay. Yes. So she was speaking to because she's in you know she's superhero action lady now, right? Yeah, she's Miss Bala. So she was speaking with Latino magazine Resmus Club. Remezcla. Mm-hmm. I'm saying that wrong, but you know. And she was asked what story she would tell if given the chance to create a superhero flick starring other actors of color. This is what Gina Rodriguez says. Ready? Mm-hmm. Especially after everything you said. Okay. I think it would be about Christopher Columbus coming over, oh, the migration no. of Spaniards, and the influence of the mixes in South America and in the Caribbean, Rodriguez says. That's where my superhero movie would lay, like 1400s or 1500s. Like to stop them? Is that what it is? To stop them? I'm, I don't know. I'm assuming she means to stop them. But I mean, this is like literally... First of all, 
the influence of the mixes in South America, like mixes of people in South America and the Caribbean. Mixes, no, you mean rape and colonization and genocide. Right. And Um, also bringing over of like the slaves and stuff. And that's why like, I mean, a lot of that, like South American, Central American, it's so, there's so many cultures mixed up in it because like you said, the rape, genocide and slavery Right. The migration of Spaniards? No. The fucking... Hostile takeover pirating. Like, yes. I want to start... Like, they were pirates. Like, isn't that... Like, what is there... Is that the best term to call them? Like, what is a group of people I would that, say worse than that. What's worse than fucking a pirate? Fucking horror show. Yeah. Like... I don't know if that's the official word. I know, but you know <laughs> what I mean. I get it, yeah. But, but there but is, like, like, I don't want to call them, like, explorers or conquistadors no. anymore. They no. were, like, uh, tweet at us if there's a word for it, but, like, they ra- fucking pirate stole. ravagers. 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 Yeah. Ravagers, ravagers is better. So the European yeah. ravagers that came over and ravaged the, the state, the country. Yeah. So, like, I... I mean, yeah, you can have a superhero movie where you're protecting that, but I mean, you got to look at the actual history of what happened, you know? Like, what is she doing? She like, should even just watch John Leguizamo's Latin History for Dummies because you need she to she watch this, Gina. <laughs> like, okay, so basically, I looked at her because I really like I like Jane the Virgin. I always liked her as an actress, so I looked at her her tw- her Twitter, and she does lift up other women of color. She does do a uh, she's she's trying yeah so i'm not giving her a full write-off yet but yes. she needs some fucking help because this is some serious shit that she clearly is embedded inside yeah. where clearly she doesn't see afro latinas as latinas she, and she mm. needs to sit down with uh, furthermore and talk more with gabby union and i uh, rosario ellen dawson pompeo. All, ellen, pompeo, all, ellen pompeo pretty much all the women that you named she needs to sit mm-hmm. down with them. And Emma Roberts should come along too just because she probably needs to hear it. I mean, I'm not, you know, Emma Roberts was there. So yeah, I'm not going to, you know. Yeah, I, but you know what? There. She's got to benefit from listening in on some of these conversations yeah, too. So I'm here for it. Yeah. <laughs> so that's my corner. Side eye on you, Gina Rodriguez. Ooh, Gina Rodriguez getting the official side eye and a whole entire corner of it. Aneke, well done. Thank you. I had fun. I had fun. I mean, there is like a lot of tragedy that we talked about, but it's good to educate the populations. Yes. And keep these conversations going around mm-hmm. and circulating them. And uh, yeah. And also, yeah, we, I mean, action packed episode. I'm lost. I'm lost for words at this point. Mm hmm. Ooh, also, when you see A Star is Born, <laughs> you'll realize what that title really means Ooh, when you get to the end of it. Okay. It's not what you think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. And if you have questions, just tweet at me. Yeah, tweet at James. Because <laughs> um, I Googled it, I was like, oh, because A Star is Born is only half of a full statement and sentence that is said. Oh, okay. Look at you, little dropping little clues, little tidbits. Mm-hmm. Little breadcrumbs. I would like to drop a little clue, little tidbit, that we got merchandise okay. on sale at the um, Maximum Fun store. 
Yes, that is a good clue and a good tidbit. Mm-hmm. Um, we side eye you know, people, and the shirt says "side eye your heroes." So you know, it's actually a perfect fit to commemorate this episode, mm-hmm. so you don't forget about this episode. People ask questions like, "What does that mean?" And you can direct them towards this episode and talk about Gina Rodriguez, and also California. California was a hero to me, and we're fucking oh. side eyeing the shit out of it. This is like this is the ultimate side eye your heroes episode, mm-hmm. like. Get your side eye ready because that's what we're doing today. Yes. Well, we did it already. We did it. Sorry, I just tried to with episodes titles. I'm like, that's what it is. Still taking it in. Get ready to side eye. That's what this episode is. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's important to do because uh, not everything you gotta look at. You gotta look at it all. Mm -hmm. Candice rose color. We rose color. We don't. We do not own a single pair of rose color glasses here at Minority Corner. Clear as fuck. Clear as fuck so we can get our side eye gaze on. Um, So yeah, go get that merch. That'd be delightful. A great Hanukkah present, a great Christmas present. Great Kwanzaa. Especially a great Kwanzaa present. Mm -hmm. So get that ready. Get that. Present Um, for yourself too. Fuck. Oh yeah. Treat yourself. 2018. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So also you can get involved in the conversation by writing a review. Yes. Uh, it's a conversation with us and future listeners and, re- and people who are intrigued by the podcast. Share the wealth. Uh, share the wealth. And when you write a review, it helps other people to find us. And if you've been like, oh my God, I've been wanting to write a review for so long, do it today. Yeah. Make that, do it right now. Cross Hit it the off pause your list. Button. Yeah, I think you can do it right through the app. It's so easy. And then you're like, oh, my God, I just contributed to this podcast that I love. Thank you. And we will love you for it. Thank you in advance. And they can also tweet at us. How are they going to do that? You just go onto Twitter and (laughs) you look up Minority Corner, spelt with a K, and And tweet. And that's it. It's as simple as that. You can ask us questions. Yeah, people are. even... You can even email us at minoritycorner mm-hmm. at gmail.com and ask us a question. The year's almost up. There must be some questions that you are burning, burning, burning There has desired. to be something. We'll answer it. Let us know. Um, also, mm-hmm. I'm really appreciating people recommending us to other people through Yay. Twitter. Thank yeah. you. I, thank you. That's thank you. fucking awesome. So Warms our heart mm-hmm. so fucking much. So much that we just like to say fuck about it. All right. <laughs> I just was, a, you know, I just had a thought. I was like, oh my god, I've been so well behaved this episode. You I know, haven't said just, like penis or okay. dick well, or like titties or vajayjay. We almost had um, a non-explicit episode. <laughs> we were almost going to be able to click the button that said clean. Yeah, yeah. where someone could possibly put it into their um, class project, but. Yeah, nope, nope. Not, anymore. <laughs> not anymore. That's out the window. We'll try for next week, y'all. It's almost there, but then I had to talk about it. <laughs> so good. Uh, well, thank you so much. Uh, the big thanks to our editor Woody thanks, and Woody. to Brownout. Thanks, Brownout, for supplying us with this wonderful music. Mm-hmm. And thank you all for listening to Minority Corner. Because together we're, we're the, the majority. majority. Love y'all. Bye. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.